Good morning. This is Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener, Barb Lampsey, and with me this morning are my fellow Master Gardeners. Karen Wright. Harvey Hess. Hey, you know, this is the time of year when we get anxious to buy a Christmas tree. Now, if you're the people in New York City and you're going to be visiting Times Square, you'll see a 72-foot fresh Norway spruce covered with five miles of lights on it. But if you're just one of these people, you're buying one for your home like we are doing. Karen, what are some of those considerations? Well, in terms of trees, Minnesota's got a lot of nice selections because Minnesota does raise a lot of Christmas trees. And balsam fir is a very nice choice. It's got the short needles and soft to the touch, and it's fragrant. And we've got the Fraser fir that's also soft to the touch. The needles are between three-eighths of an inch to one and a fourth inch with rounded tips and silvery underside. So those are a couple of the really nice shorter needles and then there's the longer ones like the Norway pine with the three to five inch needles and and those are very nice too they're a little more stout with the branches with excellent needle retention which is important and then of course the scotch pine that's a very bushy and full tree with one to three inch needles that are stiff with green and blue green and is a very popular tree as well so you it's a matter of looking at some of the trees what do you like what do you think fits in your house and you know I guess just Use your best judgment on what what appeals to you. Well, Harvey, you've been cutting trees for a long time. How do you keep your tree fresh and healthy in your home? Well, I don't have, I have artificial little tree now because um, I'm my age. But when we used to have a six-foot tree every year, uh, we'd bring it home and then cut off about a half an inch off the bottom. And then we'd stick it in a pail of water. Immediately. Right soon as we get it home and uh, we'll leave it in there until we get ready to pick it up uh, put it up and then I, when we bring it out we'll cut another piece off the bottom you know Harvey were you always amazed by how much water a tree could take up <laughs> very much pay attention to what you have for a stand because you want a lot of water capacity in it right so the stand should fit the size of the tree and if you have one of those wobbly ones you don't want to even use that no I was going to say there are some stands that are not made to have enough water in them because we've had them in the past where they just look like you can just put a few cups in, but those trees suck so much up. Make sure you have enough capacity. Otherwise, you're just going to have a tree that dries out, and that's not good. The okay. first few days, at least. And, you know, some people will buy a live tree that's in a pot. They will bring it in and put it out afterwards and try and get it to grow. Uh, maybe that's your bent. Maybe that's what you want. But let's not forget about those people who have allergies. And for them, they'll be looking at artificial trees. The other thing that you want to, uh, when you're selecting a tree, um, be careful where you get like the Norway pine. Those needles fall off faster when you get it inside a house. Sure, I, sure. If you t get your balsam and Fraser uh, uh, furs, they last a long time. Some good advice there. One of the things that I'm concerned about is uh, once you go out and you cut a tree, particularly in a live tree lot area, a lot of times it's a lot bigger than you thought it was going to be <laughs> when you get it into your living room. Measure, measure, measure. <laughs> right. And transportation. That's a big thing when you're going to transport a tree, whether it's from the tree lot in town or it's out in, in uh, nature. You want to be sure that you have the capacity to haul that tree and securing it. If you're going to put it on top of your roof, you need to secure it at least in three places.
Yes, and then make sure you got it pointed the right way so that you're when you're driving you're not the wind isn't pushing against your branches. And that stands true for bringing it in your house too. You have to bring it in trunk first so that when it comes through the door it's not pulling the branches backwards on you. So if you put it on top of a car, put the, the bottom part towards the front of the car and the point to the back because but, your leaves, your branches are all coming that way. Yeah, but that's that's true. When you put it, when you bring it through the door of your yes. house, you have oh, to yeah. put it so that you're not going against the branches. So some important considerations. We hope you'll have a happy time looking for your tree. Until next time, this is Barb Lampson along with Karen Wright and Harvey Hess wishing you happy holidays.